Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by John Brazier. And, John, I want you to ask me right now, what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Who am I wearing? No, no, you ask me. Uh, Tom, who are you wearing? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm wearing Peter Millar. <laughs> <laughs> our, our guest is looking at us like, who wants to bring this This is up? from last, our last podcast, Garrett. Uh, Garrett John, Stubbs, first of all. Garrett Stubbs introduce who our guest is. Our boy. Uh, he, he was wearing this really know, preppy kind of uh, vest. And uh, I, I asked him about it. And he's like, oh, it's Peter Millar. <laughs> and meanwhile, he got it for free. And I got this shirt for free. Our boy, uh, Scott Palmer, of course, you know, has us playing in a golf outing every year. And we get the, the free Peter Millar well, shirts. I'm wearing a Peter Millar shirt. And I, and I did not get this one free. You paid I for that? I actually paid for this one, yeah. You paid for that shirt? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like I need a Peter Millar shirt. <laughs> they're, really, they're really comfortable, Garrett. I will say that. It's a, a really good golf shirt. shirt. Yeah. Love it. So how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have. I know you have a game tonight, but uh, it's great to have you. And uh, I guess first question is just how you like in Philly and, and being with the club? I love it. Uh, the locker room is awesome. The guys in there, uh, very welcoming as soon as I got here. Um, and we're winning. Winning baseball yep. is always fun, no matter where you're at. So Now, you were in the Houston organization. Um, what did you know about Philly? And you're from California. What did you know about Philadelphia? Had you been here before, before you even? I knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, you know, being on the West Coast, uh, you obviously watch every single team play. I was a Padres fan growing up, so we played the Phillies. Um, but it was an East Coast team, so it's not like we were uh, focused as much on the East Coast. And now coming from... Uh, the AL West, we never played the Phillies. Uh, and then I had never visited Philly um, as a tourist or anything like that. So I'd been in New York. I'd been in the Northeast a few times, uh, but not Philly. And I got to say my time here so far has been awesome. Well, what had you heard, though, about, you know, because I, I think we're both from Philadelphia. And, and you always hear, you know, uh, and we're very curious to see what, you know, players and they come in, whether they're opposing or with, you know, new team, you know, the reputation of the East Coast fan, whether it's New York, Boston, Philadelphia, the fans can be very intense. We like to say passionate, right? <laughs> so what, what was your impression of the fans? Yeah, I mean, coming in, everyone talks about the fans um, being very hard on their players and not just of the Phillies, you know, you got the Eagles. And so that dynamic I didn't really know about other than word of mouth obviously coming here uh, we had a slow start and the fans were not happy you know <laughs> right. we would go up to the plate and 
and fans were not enjoying coming to baseball games. And quite frankly, we weren't enjoying losing the baseball right. games. And that's the thing, you know, the, the relationship between player and fan, uh, when we're losing, we're not having fun either. And so, uh, you know, on top of it to hear booze and whatnot, it kind of, uh, reiterates the fact that we are losing. And so, uh, now that we're winning, you know, fully expect fans to be enjoying the winning part of it too. You know, I think it can go both ways. So, uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun so far, and the fans have been great. And now that we're starting to get on this little bit of a roll, and um, you know, our expectation is is to win more ball games. Yeah. And uh, how about the city itself? Uh, are you uh, rooming with anybody? Or are you, have you been able to get out and about a little bit? Yeah, I'm not rooming with anyone. I live over near University City. Um, one thing I've found out about Philly is there's no parking anywhere, uh, <laughs> or there's parking in the middle, middle of the, the street. street. That's I was <laughs> driving my first day here, and I'm like, why are there cars in the median? Right. And uh, so I got myself a bike, and so in the mornings I'll roam around and not the. Electric bike. You, I have an, ex- an electric oh, bike. Oh, you do have an electric yeah, bike. All right. It's awesome. And uh, I do wear a helmet. Okay. Um, but I uh, ride around in the mornings. I go to breakfast. Um, and that's kind of my morning routine. And it's been really nice. And it's been an, a good way to be able to kind of roam around the city. I've gone over to the other side on uh, where Washington Square is and yep. riding back down Walnut towards um, Rittenhouse Square and uh, kind of just tried to check out as many things as I can. So you probably didn't know this, but Philadelphia has become literally in the last 10, 15 years, a huge restaurant scene. I mean, like one of the best people used to come, people used to go from Philadelphia to New York to eat. And now it's the opposite. People are going from New York to Philadelphia for all their you know restaurants. Have you found like your favorite breakfast, lunch, dinner yeah, spot? So my favorite breakfast spot, and it's not, I guess it's not really a breakfast spot, but it's a bake shop and they have breakfast sandwiches and other bakery items. And it's called bake shop on 20th. Uh, it's awesome. And, uh, I go there most mornings. Um, I've been to, uh, green eggs cafe, mm-hmm. which seems to be yep. a very popular one, uh, Bluestone lane, which I know is a chain, um, but they have a good one right there by Rittenhouse. Um, and then dinner wise, it's tough for us. Yeah. You know, Cause you guys barely, are playing. Yeah. If it's a day game, we might get a chance to go to dinner depending on how long the game is. Uh, a lot of times you're tired and it's not really on the forefront of your brain to go to dinner. Uh, but I've been to Barkley Prime, which was incredible. Very good one. Um, I went to Ranstead Room for drinks. Yep. Um, and Speak that easy. was very cool. Very yeah, dark. I was a little suspect as I was walking up towards the red light uh, of the building, not knowing what I was about to walk into. And then you get inside and it's a really nice bar. So, Well, if you can see the bar. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to set you up too because one of the top restaurants actually won the James Beard Award for best restaurant in the country is Zahav. It's Mediterranean, okay. Israeli food. Absolutely. It's my wife and I, we absolutely love it. I've never it, so. been. Okay. You haven't been? No, but I, you know, I've heard about it for years. Yeah, and- Gabe Kapler used to love it. I set up, a, so I'm going to set you okay. up down there when you have a free night Zahav. dinner. Zahav. Z A H A B. Zahav. Awesome. Really good. Okay. Well, yep. Garrett, you're really, uh, you know, getting to, you know, uh, experience the Philly thing. And you've all, uh, also experienced Philly thing by going down on the shore last weekend. And uh, so what were your uh, impressions of uh, Wildwood, New Jersey? Yeah, I, you hear things about the Jersey Shore and yeah. I'm putting that yeah, in Snooki, quotations. Snooki's not right? down there. And you think that it's going to be this MTV version of Jersey Shore. Yeah. And it's one of the, it's very, it's one of the most beautiful be- places I've been. The beach town there, Avalon. Awesome. Uh, I had a great time. We were riding bikes around the, the town, and it kind of gives me a vibe of where I'm from on the West Coast. I was going to say, you're from San Diego. Exactly. Which is so I love that. Beach That's kind of exactly the kind of thing that I'm used to and that I enjoy. So being able to ride around there and uh, check out the bay and the beaches, 
uh, you know, one of the better places I've been to. Yeah, and, if, you know, I know uh, there's some pictures surfaced of you guys playing wiffle ball on the beach. How'd that come about? Uh, well, uh, the family that we were hanging out with is Mickey's family, and they have a boat, and we went to, I believe it's called Low Tide Island, and they kind of play wiffle ball there. It's one of the things that their family <sighs> likes to do on the 4th. And so we were playing wiffle ball, just hanging out um, with some of their family's kids. And then there were other kids, of course, there and decided to join the game of which they had no idea who they were playing with. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, cool. They didn't know it at all. Not at all. (laughs) Did they they ever find out? Uh, They did eventually because uh, (laughs) either one of them noticed or somebody... Uh, I think one of the dads said, you just tagged out Alec Bohm. And the kid (laughs) looked at Alec and had kind of a strange look that on his face funny. like there's no way and he kept saying there's no way there's no way I just tagged out Alec Bohm <laughs> and he ended up leaving the game for a second because he had to go check to see if it was Alec Bohm and he comes back and realizes that he's playing uh, uh, I'm sorry and how the old were these kids I probably 10 12 years oh, okay, old right. yeah so that's right in the height yeah. of and were them. you guys you know it's wiffle ball is kind of a crazy thing i mean were you were you guys like jacking balls all over the place these guys know how to play or yeah. wiffle ball no. you also can swing we were, and miss a lot yeah we were playing opposite handed <laughs> okay um, right, right. so we were all hitting from the other side and so i mean we were having fun it was uh, it's a good game it's a fun game you know when i play <laughs> wiffle ball for some reason I, I can't go two-handed. I have to go one-handed. Really? I feel like I don't like have golf. Con- I know, but I feel like I don't have control when I have two hands of wiffle ball. It's too it's a light. very light bat. Yeah, so I even t- if you hit the ball square, sometimes it just seems to just clip it. And yeah. All right. All right, let's go back in time. Now, in high school, you went to Torrey Pines High School, uh, and you also, your brother is, what, a year or two younger than you? Uh, he's actually four years younger than four me. Four years younger. Yeah. Okay, so you, know, you never played really together on the same Ever. team. Uh-uh. Um, but uh, I always ask this question when we have uh, former players or current players. Um, your senior year, you, you, had, you batted 391, two, 27 runs scored, 13 doubles. When did you know? Did you know at that point that maybe you have a career going forward? It wasn't until maybe you know you, you went to USC and had success there. When, when did you know in your – at what age were you when you realized that, man, I could maybe make a living doing this? Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. (laughs) You know, I think that I constantly am reminding myself that, uh, you know, it could be your last day of playing. So, uh, in high school, you know, I was just trying to get to college, uh, and I had a good senior year and was able to get a scholarship to USC. Um, and I didn't really get recruited all that much. I'm not a very big person. Um, but USC believed in me. I got to go there and it was my dream school on that, on top of that. Then when I was at USC, I played uh, quite a bit. Uh, from the had, beginning, like yeah, freshman from the year? beginning, I yep. played uh, the first weekend at USC. I caught, uh, sorry, I played uh, center field on Friday. I played third base on Saturday, and then I caught the Sunday game. So uh, I was all around the field and just trying to find a place in the lineup. Uh, my senior year was probably my best of my four years there. Um, had some accolades and uh, Johnny was, Bench, yeah, right, best catcher in the in the nation. Yeah. yeah, and so I think at that moment was kind of my first thought of like you know maybe I'm good enough to at least play professional baseball. Um, and so then I went into pro ball. Hold on, but back up a little bit. So after your junior year, um, you could have been drafted, and you told everyone you made it known that you're going to go back for your senior year. Yeah, did you? Did, and that had been kind of a tough decision right there, right? Certainly, yeah. I, but for the same reason that I just didn't know I was going to be able to play in the big leagues, it's really a hard thing to do. Um, I always went to USC wanting to get my degree and know that whatever 
path I take with baseball, I'll always be able to fall back on that degree um, and go off into pro ball with my degree in hand uh, was a lot more comforting feeling than going my junior year and always having in the back of my head, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to need to go back to school. And it paid off. Obviously won the Johnny bench award and your eighth round draft pick. Yeah. It ended up being a a really good decision and uh, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. And you got drafted on your birthday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. John and I always talk about when John's talking about when we have players in and and we talk to guys. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you get drafted on your birthday or your your major league debut? Yeah. Yeah, Debut was on his birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay. The draft was in, uh, would have been probably June. June. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. time. Now it's in July, I think. Yeah. But all right. Yeah, How was draft day to be, to be drafted? I guess, uh, by the same team who drafted your brother too, the Astros. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, getting drafted, I, I really didn't know where I was. I was a senior. Um, I did want a little bit of money so that I could, you know, ha- live comfortably. It's not a very comfortable life there in the minor leagues. Um, and the Astros actually had called me the year before my junior year. And I, Obviously, I told them that I was going to go back to school, and then they called me again after my senior year and uh, ended up getting drafted by them. Kim's, Tim Caustic was the uh, scout that drafted me, along with Mike Elias, who was the scouting director at the time, who's now the GM of the Orioles. So uh, pretty amazing day. And then t- to have it happen four years later to my brother, too, was mm. pretty awesome. Yeah, and then so you you go through, you had accolades going through the minor leagues. It looked like you had success kind of everywhere you went. And then, as we had alluded to, that you made your debut on your birthday. Yeah. So talk about that. Yeah, so we're in Nashville, Tennessee, which is maybe why it's probably my favorite uh, minor league ballpark to play at. A little bit of nostalgia there. Uh, But got taken out of the game because an injury had happened during the game with Houston. Get taken out in the fifth inning. Manager tells me that I'm going to get my first call up to the big leagues. And I'm sitting there in the uh, dugout. Can't wait to call my family. Got to wait for the game to get over. Uh, End up trying to call my family. No answer. Call my family again. No answer. Finally, they call back. Um, They had just gotten off a plane. um, Or actually, they had just landed uh, from watching my brother play. And... I'm they're on the plane and I tell them, Hey, I just got my first major wow. league call up. And of course they go absolutely bonkers <laughs> sure, on a plane yeah. full of you know, <laughs> 75, however many people. Uh, and That's so that awesome. was a cool story for all of us. Um, and on top of that being my birthday, uh, it just, I don't think it gets much better than that. Awesome. And you also played in the world series last year, right? Yeah. Game six. Yep. So is that, you know, that's obviously, you know, the pinnacle of anyone's career, right? It's a play in the world series. Was that nerve wracking? Was that more, do you have your adrenaline rushing? What was um, the- I, you know, I, I, I certainly get nervous, uh, at times, but it's more of an adrenaline rush kind of nerves. Uh, and so in that moment, uh, I just, I, I really, in those kinds of situations, just really try to enjoy whatever that kind of platform or, uh, experience that I'm about to have. So I remember walking out, um, and it was in the ninth inning and, I actually looked up to my family. I didn't wave or anything, but I just kind of looked up to them just because I was about to play my first innings outs in a World Series baseball game, which, you know, I think some of the best players that have ever played the game didn't get a chance to do that. So to be able to have that opportunity, um, you know, I got I was very fortunate to be with those with the Astros for those years and have uh, some winning ball clubs. So playing in the World Series, I mean, 
I'll, I'll take that home with me um, for the rest of my life. Yeah, and not many guys on our team, uh, current team, have played in a World Series. So, uh, yeah, to bring that experience here is great. Um, and then coming here too, uh, Garrett, I know uh, obviously you're a catcher, but uh, you've played the outfield a little bit. Um, are there any other positions you feel comfortable playing? Yeah, uh, second base, I always have taken grounder. I've never gotten into a game at the major league level, but in the minor leagues I had played second base um, for a few games there in AAA last year. Um, but yeah, I feel comfortable at second. I really, I'll feel, I'll find a way to feel comfortable in wherever you put me, um, including the mound. Uh, so, uh, I just try to find ways to help the team get in the lineup, whatever that may be for whatever particular day. Um, I'm up for it. So, all right. And then we, you, San Diego, we, the team goes to San Diego and, uh, you think your parents are going to be up in the stands. Talk about, uh, the baseball, you wrote something on a baseball, uh, that we're going to give to your parents. Yeah, so uh, I've had season tickets, my family and I, my grandparents, uh, in Toyota Terrace, the second level in um, San Diego. And so before the first game uh, in San Diego, I got a baseball and I wrote on it, hey, mom and dad, we made it. And I signed it. Um, and I threw it up to right where our seats were, um, hoping that they would find it. Uh, come to find out, the grounds crew had told me that it Basically, seconds after I had thrown the ball up to that uh, level, the cleaning crew came by to prep the game and oh, had swept the ball up. <laughs> you so it's in a trash can. <laughs> that baseball is in a trash can, or oh. the, maybe the cleaning crew kept it. I don't yeah. know. But uh, it did not get to my parents. But I told them that I had thrown it up there. So the 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 thought, it's I guess, the sentiment is, that yeah, counts, exactly. Right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, all right, we got to bring up to Tom. I mean, the uh, I mean, first of all, your first major league home run. You, you have a you have a flair for the dramatic. Your first uh, major league home run was against the guy who's leading. I think the National right. League wins right now, right? Tony Gonsolin or yeah. Gonsolin. Yeah, he's a really good pitcher. Um, and it, it was a really close ball game. Uh, I think it was at the time we might have been losing two nothing, and so that was the first run of the game to make it two one. Um, so kind of a momentum push there. Did uh, you get that ball back? I did get that Good. ball back. Yeah. Good. Um, a kid came up and traded him a bat for it. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's an was, easy trade. Right exactly. There, right? He was nice. And it's always good when fans are, you know, yeah. uh, appreciative of just the exchange. Uh, it makes it a lot better for us and we're happy to, you know, go out there and, you know, get one of those momentum or moment balls back and be able to have a absolutely fans. And then it was how much it was June 15th. June 15th. Was, uh, yeah, wall. we got to get it break. Let's break that down a little bit <laughs> because, you know, obviously we're fans. We're both working, but we're fans. And we're down going the ninth inning, two outs. Yeah, uh, it was a three to one ball game because we ended up winning four to yes, four three, three to one. Three, and it was, yeah, three run. Home. So, but you're, you're up to bat. You're facing, uh, it's two strikes on you. Yeah. Two outs, right? We're down <laughs> down by... It's an afternoon game, too, which is always nice. Two, I yeah. love down the afternoon by two, games. And you come Getaway up. Getaway day. Getaway day, Getaway right? Getaway day. That's huge. Yeah. And just, I'm telling you, man, I think every fan, when you hit that ball 
and you you didn't just hit that ball, you crushed that ball. So yeah. it was a no doubter from our perspective. Hopefully it was probably a no doubter from your perspective too. Yeah. But we were all like, oh my I just remember my wife and I are high five and everybody's high five and <laughs> yeah. I mean you might tell what was going through your head when you hit that. Yeah, incredible moment. Uh awesome to be in that situation and have a chance to, you know, put us in the lead or at least get Schwarber to the plate. I promise you I was not trying to hit a home run <laughs> in that situation. Uh, it was left on left, Tanner Scott, you know, throwing upper 90s with a slider. And uh, like I said, I was trying to get Schwarber to the plate. That's the guy that's supposed to hit the home run to to win us the game. Uh, I end up getting down to two strikes, so I'm just up there battling. Uh, I end up taking a slider just off the plate away. Um, felt really good about it. At a certain point, I think he's going to throw me a heater. He doesn't. Ends up throwing a slider in the heart of the plate and uh, I was able to put a good swing on it and uh, win us a game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the reaction, and then the reaction was Garrett, just, you know, so when you see that so pitch, like just because take two non-baseball people. So when you see the pitch, you're thinking kind of slider, right? And it's coming to that perfect spot, right? So in your brain saying, holy moly, I got something I can. Yeah. Right? I, you know, I, those things don't like consciously happen in your head. It's so fast. fast right. Um, but, the actual just I'm up there battling for my life right. basically is what I'm thinking in my head to try to get Schwarbs to the plate, especially now that I'm down to two strikes. Um, and you know, those reactions basically just happen in the moment. And, um, so I saw it well, was able to put that swing on it, trying to hit a line drive, hit it a little higher, a little harder and it goes out. And then you're saying your reaction, you know, you kind of spike the the bat, and uh, yeah. you're. I love that one shot from the low third camera because it shows your your teammates' reaction yeah, jumping out of the dugout. That's my favorite as well because <laughs> their reaction um, in the dugout was basically my reaction on yeah. the field. It just so happened that the cameras are obviously right. pointed towards the guy hitting. Um, but yeah, the reaction is just a genuine. Uh, feeling of adrenaline, excitement, um, knowing that we just won a big ball. Miami Marlins are a very good yeah, baseball very good. team. And so to be able to win a series and go to Washington afterwards um, on a win like that, uh, that reaction was just basically the relief of a win. Uh, obviously, big moment down to the last strike. And I've never watched one of my home runs. I haven't hit very many in my life, period. <laughs> uh, but I haven't ever watched one like that. In yeah, my you look like Barry life. Bonds up there, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What did same you guy, same guy. <laughs> and what did you yell into the dugout at that uh, point? I think I just screamed. Yeah. I, I, you know, that kind of blackout moment. Yeah, just primal ah, scream. He blacked out, And uh, excitement <laughs> and looking so at awesome. the boys hopping over the fence. Yeah, yeah. I ended up watching the video back and seeing Schwarber as soon as I hit it. I think he tosses his bat, tosses his helmet, and just throws his hands up while he's on deck. Um, it's just so. the most euphoric thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you're the one who did it, but like we're all, everyone's against, euphoric. Everyone's like, and against the Marlins, I mean, they are good. They've actually, you know, they've had our number uh, over the years a little bit, and Philadelphia fans know that. And I think that was even, you know, part of the exuberance yeah. too for the fans. Like, oh, it's good. And it happened against the Marlins. We finally got one over on them, yep. you know. But and uh, then you got water dumped on you, and you couldn't even do the interview, <laughs> the interview. because they had phones headset yeah. didn't work yeah we ended up getting the replacement headset and locking it back in so. ah look at that john yeah all right you're waving your yellow pieces of paper that means garrett are you ready for your quiz yeah we have, we have a it. quiz that all wraps right, us up on. there's eight questions i put it together it's about your life so you have an okay. inside track obviously all right multiple choice which is good let's do it and the the baseline is six out of eight 
right? So Tom, yeah, he's got to get six out of eight. Uh, see how well I know myself. Well, what, what is what is what would what would a twenty uh, nine year old guy want from the fanatic? Not a fanatic doll. Do <laughs> 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 you want a bucket hat? I got a bucket hat in my office. I'll, I'll take it all. There all right, we'll, we'll we'll give him a little prize pack. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. Um, all right. First question is, you went to Torrey Pines High School, as we mentioned, in San Diego. Which of these celebrities did not go to that high school? So I'm going to mention three celebrities that went to Torrey Pines. One okay. did not. Tell me who did not. So your choices are A, Tony Hawk, pro skateboarder. B, Pat Perez, PGA golfer who's great friends with Pat Burrell. C, John Lynch, former NFL safety, current 49ers GM. And D, Jake Owen, country singer, playing postgame on Ooh. Saturday, July 23rd. So, so is it Tony? I don't know. I know Tony Hawk did. I know John Lynch did. I don't know if Pat Perez did or Jake Owen. But I'm going to go with Jake Owen did not go to Torrey Pines. Jake Owen is correct. You got one for one. I, I used that so I could do, do a shameless promote for the, yeah, uh, <laughs> the post-game <laughs> concert on Saturday, July 23rd. Will you stick around for that? Yeah. Did yeah, you stick around I, for the Avid Brothers? I did not, but I'm trying to stick around for the Jake Owen concert. Avid Brothers right. are great. We also have the I Love the 90s uh, in August, which I is that, Tone yeah. Loke and Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, <laughs> yeah, Rob Bass. All right, one for one. You went to USC. Which of these celebs did not go to USC? And I tell you, I, I do this question for almost everybody we do. USC. It's got tons of oh celebrities. Oh, my God. Like, I, I could have. I, I, there's a million people I could have chose from. All right, so here, here you go. Who did not go to USC? Uh, Flea. Basis for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Frank Sinatra, Will Farrell, or Neil Armstrong. First one to walk on the moon. So you got Flea, um, Frank Sinatra, Will Farrell, Neil Armstrong. I know Will Farrell did. Armstrong, I believe so. Flea, I have no idea. But I'm going to go with Frank. I don't Frank think Frank is yeah, correct. Frank is correct. New York yeah. guy, Hoboken. Drop, he dropped yeah. out of high school, actually. And yeah, he, he never went school. to college, but he did get an honorary degree from yeah. somewhere. Flea Red Hot Chili Peppers, I assume, did the dropout thing, too. But I guess not. <laughs> could it, well, he could have been. Yeah. I, I, he went there. so He, he went there. I, I, I don't know yeah, if he graduated. All right. Carrots on a roll. All right. One of your first minor league teams was the Quad City River Bandits. It was your second team, I think. Yep. Uh, managed by former Phillies Director of Player Development, Josh Bonifay. Did you know yep. that, Tom? Yeah, that. And you guys had a stud team. You finished 88 and 50. Yeah. Uh, which of these guys was not a teammate? Okay. So take yourself back to the Quad City wow. River Bandits. A lot of people rolling through those teams at that I time. I know, I know. <laughs> I tried to guys that, that contributed, okay. not just All had right. a... Not a teammate. Uh, Joe Musgrove, Alec Breg Alex Bregman, George Springer, Derek Fisher. So the answer is George Springer. Correct. Joe Musgrove was actually, when I was there in Quad City, had moved to Lancaster, but was on that team at a certain point during that year. Okay. So I did not play with Joe while he was in Quads because I had come later that was the year that but I got drafted. But he did drafted. play on that team. But he did okay. play on that team All right. that year. All right. There it is, Springer. Yeah. All right. Last year, you were one of four Jewish players that played in the World Series. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that one? 
Which one of these players is not one of the three other Jewish players? So three are Jewish, one's not. Do you, are, do you probably know the answer? I know the answer to all four, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't even have to say. Michael Branley, Alex Bregman, Max Fried, Jock Peterson. Yeah, Mike is not Jewish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, he's four for four. Yeah. He's on a roll yeah. here, Tom. All right, ready? I always tell Mike, though, you can come to the tribe whenever he likes. <laughs> <laughs> you played well. You know what? They didn't even play last night on Jewish Heritage Night. I did get in in the ninth inning. You did. The ninth you inning, did. So you I did. did get in there for a second. Yeah, I told the boys, hey, we're going to need to crush them today so I can get in later in the game. It's Jewish Heritage Night. Did you come see on. the fanatic? Uh, did the horror? I did not see that. Yeah, the four, the horror. He had his uh, girlfriend Phyllis Fanatic, and we had guys come out and uh, to nice. lift the Fanatic up. Very and nice. then in the seventh inning, he danced to uh, a Maroon Five Adam Levine song. Okay. I was probably downstairs getting ready. Yeah, you, were, you, you had other things to worry about. <laughs> All right, so you really need just two more to qualify. So right. you played. We mentioned we, you played wiffle ball in Wildwood on uh, July fourth with Mickey Moniak and Alec Boom. Which current Eagles player is often found on both sides of the bar? At the Ocean Drive in Sea Isle City, which is just a couple oh towns away. Uh, is it Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Gardner Minshew, or Jason Kelsey? Gosh. This is not fair because he's not in there. I don't know, you know what? Oh, you know what? You can, you, can, you can use a lifeline. He doesn't know these questions. You can use Tom as a lifeline if you want to. Okay. Well, you know, I feel like if I get it wrong, it's still okay. Yeah, so yes. I've been called the Walmart Gardner Minshew <laughs> uh, at, at certain points. <laughs> yeah, which I don't appreciate that, the Walmart yeah, what's up part. With that? I think my well, mustache is a good is, player. I think my mustache is just fine. Um, <laughs> Walmart, that's but uh, Gardner Minshew, I think, seems like a kind of guy that would be found at the bar. It would. He just hasn't. Uh, it's Jason Kelsey. Okay, Jason Kelsey's go. like the Philadelphia fans love the guy. He's Got the it. one who made the big speech at the Super Bowl that went a little. Uh, Right? Yeah. <laughs> Went a little yeah. over the top. Yeah, I saw it, and it was right on par. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think you should be – well, well, we'll see. We've got three more questions. Uh, you grew up a Padres fan, as you mentioned. Who had more stolen bases for the Padres in 1999 out of these? Out of okay. these four. Okay. And – and I'm going to tell you, it's two stolen bases, so the bar was very high. He uh, was only six years old at the time, I know. but go ahead. It was Wally Joyner, Ben Davis, Phil Nevin, or Dave Magadan? With two. One had zero. The other two well, had one. Ben Davis is, I'm going to go with Ben Davis. Ben Davis. Ben Davis I knew he'd correct. go the right way right there. All right. Good deduction. I thought you were going to hit me with like a Ricky Henderson yeah, type yeah. list. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's not, this is not the type of uh, <laughs> trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the kind of show no, we've got here. We don't, we don't go real sports. Um, all right. Which former catcher, being a catcher, which former catcher is not from the Philadelphia area? Is not. So three of these guys are from Philadelphia area. Got one it. is not. Roy Campanella going way back. Mike Piazza, Johnny Bench, Eric Kratz. Uh, Johnny Bench is not from Philadelphia. Johnny correct. Bench is correct. Yeah. He's from Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know it because, well, Johnny and I have become good friends since winning you the award. Yeah, so yeah. we actually go to dinner every spring training. Is that right? Is that right? Uh, yeah. How and great so, is that? Yeah. It's one of the uh, relationships that I'm fortunate to have That's just awesome. based on my um, career path. So he's an unbelievable guy, and it's, it's been a resource for me. Um, at different times of the year throughout my career yeah. to be able to call him. and, and uh, oh, He was awesome he was my favorite player. Non-Philly My, my player. favorite non-Philly player. He was awesome. Maybe I, I was, everyone called me Johnny when I was growing up, but I, there was something about Johnny Bench that was, yep. love that guy. Incredible All right, the player. last question. Uh, he's already won. I know he's this already won. This is gravy. Bang. So he's going to get a prize pack that I'll deliver down to your locker. Uh, where is the Philly fanatic 
originally from? Oh, man. <laughs> I love asking question to people <laughs> oh, that aren't. Because like in Philadelphia, everyone knows the story. But obviously, you're not, yeah. you, you don't know the story. And you, don't, you shouldn't be. You grew like, up with the chicken. So you have. You have you're right. <laughs> chicken. You're right. Was, uh, chicken. I, lo- I love chicken night at, uh, with uh, at Qualcomm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they brought it to Petco. But yeah, he's, he's pretty much retired, retired now. Right? Yeah, 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 pretty much. All right. So I'm going to give you, obviously, it's multiple choice. So where is the Philly fanatic originally from? Uh, Galapagos Islands. <laughs> Bora Bora, Greenland, or Djibouti, Africa? So is he from Galapagos? <laughs> is he from Galapagos Islands, Bora Bora, Greenland, and Djibouti or Djibouti, Africa? I mean, Greenland seems like the <laughs> well, obvious but choice. Maybe I put that in there to make you think that that would be the Bora Bora seems kind of nice. Okay. I like Bora Bora. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I'd like to go there. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Uh, I'm going to go with the Galapagos Islands. You yes. got it. Because, right. you know, you, you have obviously the Galapagos Islands well, with all it, the species. Yeah, all the different species. Yeah. Charles Darwin yeah. uh, created Blue, his theories of evolution and the Blue-footed was, booby. You know, this yeah. weird species of uh, character. What else? Yeah, Seems the, like a place you could be. The, yeah, the turtles, the blue-footed boobies, the uh, land iguanas, the penguins that swim. Yeah, it's awesome. With I've the been there twice, Gary. Don't lie on the fanatic. Djibouti was a, a <laughs> set of strong second choice. <laughs> I just like saying Djibouti. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Gary's got a game to go to. Gary, thanks for uh, doing this with us today. Yeah, John, a lot of fun. It. And uh, we're gonna it. we're gonna get you taken care of. Uh, restaurant. We got all kinds of stuff for Love you. It. So. And you uh, we're, we're uh, 81 down. Can't wait for the next uh, 81. Let's so do it. best of luck. Yep. All right. We'll be back. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches we're back. Philly's backstage. And, uh, John, that was pretty cool having uh, Garrett up here tonight. What a great guy. I mean, I'm telling you, and you almost feel emotionally invested in the guy because he had that, I mean, just what a dramatic home run. And he's just, he doesn't look like a catcher. He's fast, right? Yeah. He's, he's not huge. Not, that, not, not that all catchers are huge. But, you know, just he just has, has that, uh, just that charisma and the charm. You know what I mean? I, I just he's, he's someone that's easy to root for. I know. And but isn't it funny too, John? When we were looking him up, it's like um, he was born in 1993, and it's like wow, <laughs> 1993 when it was over. When we were talking about Darren Dalton, right. you know, we're talking to you know about Dutch with him. Uh, it's like wow. Well, Dutch played here in '93, yeah. and he was born in '93. Started here in '94. Yeah, my son was uh, born in '95. You know, so uh, you know, the older you get, Tom, you can't do the math. No, you don't do the math. Don't do the math. There'll right. be no math yeah. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but uh but well, it's what, it's great i mean uh he's he's playing well too it's like great. it'd be great if he's like our backup catcher for well i love what he know. said too that he played you know outfield infield i mean look at matt veerling matt veerling is playing yeah pretty much every position so you know if you have utility yeah you know and we need someone in a situation where second baseman goes down we need somebody Boom. Yeah. He can play, he can but it'd play. be nice if he, if we could keep him for a number of seasons. And, yep. uh, well, he's young, so. You know, when, it, you mentioned uh, in the minor leagues. He had success in the minor leagues. Sure. And then he was blocked uh, not only, I mean, hey, he's blocked right now with JT Real Muto, no doubt about it. But in, in he was behind two guys in Houston. And he just, he wasn't getting any opportunities. Uh, but he hit, you know, in the, in the uh, minors. Well, he's also a defense, you know, had the, 
defensive yeah. catcher, and he can also throw out base runners. So yep. he's got speed on the base pass. I mean, that's a guy we, we could have him as a backup catcher. Great. Yeah. Right? Agreed. For, for years. Uh, but, Tom, moving away from Garrett Stubbs, um, are you, are you, have you been writing your Oscar speech? Because uh, there's a movie, uh, which I think Mickey Mordini also is uh, yeah. probably writing up his uh, best, supporting. best supporting actor uh, speech. But there's, how about the Fanatic movie? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, uh, you know, it was the Fanatic who acted in that. You know, I, maybe I'll get an associate producer uh, Oscar or a uh, writing Oscar. But no, the Fanatic was the big star, John. He's, I can't even talk to him now. I mean, his head is so big. I, you know, I can't even uh, get near him. He's not even letting people, like, look him in the eye. You know, like, you're not, if you, Does he have, have you a handler wa- now? Have you like walked a- past him in the hall at all? Because you're. Have you been told you're not supposed to look him in the eye? Now. I know you can't get in the elevator with him. At the same correct, time. correct. Well, they clear the elevator out. Can't fit in there anyway. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, he'll stink you out. Uh, but yes, and I heard there's like green M and M's, right? Only green M and M's in his uh, dressing room. John, the green M&Ms have to be taken out of the bag. He'll eat, eat the other M&Ms, but you have to remove the green M&Ms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you had made that mistake, uh, you would trouble. Yeah, you'd be out. But he's got his agent now. Does he have an agent? Has an agent. Well, I'm his PR agent. guy, publicist. Uh, you're looking at him. Yeah, it's yeah. all you. It's supposed to be me, but I'm, okay. I'm I'm sick of him. He's so ego, you know, maniac right now. He's he's hard to even be around. Tom, if if people want to view the video. Where can fans? Well, people even heard about it. I'm sure if you're probably listening to this podcast, you've probably uh, seen it. But it's on uh, YouTube. It's called "The Philly Fanatic Saves the Fourth," and uh, it's pretty cool how it came about, John. I mean, I remember last year after fireworks night. I think our just our entertainment team kind of talking casually, just like let's we got to you know just do something a little different and. Um, Somebody came up with the idea for this light show. So if you're at the game, you know, it was just really awesome what we did, that 3D light show. The Sixers do it. You know, they do it in basketball. They do it in hockey. And it turns out it looks great on a baseball field sure. in a dark stadium, yep. you know, the way that was lit. And then uh, it was in our uh, – one of our video guys was like, hey, we should do a movie. To, like maybe a movie leads into it. So it was this – This that's how it kind of started. And uh, we hired a professional movie crew – we shot all around the city. I mean, the fanatic was on his four wheeler yeah, blowing Army's down Broad in, Street. Institute. Yeah, I mean, it was just so so and much you, fun. And to you do. had Ryan Howard, and you had Jimmy Rollins, you had Bryce Harper. Yeah, and Schmitty. Right? Yeah, Schmitty. the Council of MVPs. Yeah, yeah. We tell people when we were when we were pitching the idea, it was like it's like National Treasure meets Twenty Four. You know, and right. Jack Bauer. You know, so uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, John. So you know, the whole thing culminates with this chase down Broad Street, and then the when the fanatic entered the ballpark, the two we did it two nights, Friday and Sunday, the two fireworks nights. The crowd like really went nuts when the fanatic came into the ballpark, and uh, you shot it live at the ballpark. Yes, on fireworks night, correct. Where we had a sellout, correct. And so places you know goes nuts. And then what we did was we shot that like you know as part of the movie, and then added that to the end. So then the, you know the guys were up all night editing it to add it to the end, so that on Fourth of July it was posted on YouTube, and uh, you know. It's just awesome. So ho- the hope is we get a chance to do it again next year, you know, maybe do another movie. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, I got to say, it's been really fun around the ballpark. Obviously, team is winning. Yeah. Um, it's, the, you know, it's not just winning, but exciting, a lot of power, home runs, everything we thought in the beginning of the season. Um, but, you know, now we're right in the pennant race. We're halfway through. But not just that, but just as you said, off the field or 
um, away from the baseball, we've got celebrities that are coming to game. You know, we had Miles Teller and Top Gun night. Yeah. Uh, he stayed for an hour after one of the games, signed autographs. Um, and then I know uh, we're airing this on when, or we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow's game, we have uh, the band Los Lobos and uh, Tedeschi Trucks. Yeah. We'll be coming to the uh, game. Uh, we're starting to get you know a lot of people that want to come out on a national level to check out these fighting fills, right? With the with the power surge of Kyle Schwarber and Reese Hoskins and yeah. JT's getting hot. Cassiano's going to get hot. You know we know he's going to get hot at some point. So it's uh, and then you get dramatic home runs like Garrett Stubbs and yeah. Veerling and some of these other guys. The young guys, Stott. You know it's. It's a fun team to watch. Yeah, we're getting there, John. I mean, I think we've all been waiting to kind of recapture those years, you know, when we were selling out and, yeah. you know, winning pennants. So uh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And to have the celebrities and just people buzzing about the Phillies is great. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Well, is that it? You're pointing to me? That's it? We can't talk about baseball or anything else anymore no. here? No. This is it? Done. Because ah. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit your butt for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, you're going to have to. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, John, you know, you're working on a guest for, uh, well, we're working on a couple names, right? Oh, we got a bunch of names uh, yeah, yeah, in, we the, do. in the hopper. We do. So, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Philly's Backstage. Backstage.